Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Today, we are hosting a very special guest. She is a portrait photographer who has shot some of the biggest celebrities of our generation. Her work is absolutely stunning, and she is an absolute badass creative. Please welcome Sibel Levy. Woo! Oh, yeah! Thanks, Welcome guys. to the welcome show. Welcome to the show. Very Hi. exciting. I'm so excited we finally got to have you on. Mm-hmm. Had a few... Uh, it's been a few months. It's been right. a few months, but in good reason... Because you were just shooting the Met. And you've also shot the Oscars, correct? Mm -hmm. And um, what's the other one? The Grammys? Yeah. It's amazing. Which one was your favorite? Oh, oh, there's another. All the pandemic Emmys was nice. Which is your favorite to shoot? Oh, the Grammys. Oh, really? That's fun. How hectic is that as a photographer? Like, are you on the line? Like, is it like the line situation? They're like walking down. You're like, hey, right here. Or are you like inside the thing? Like, what does it look like? So traditionally, well, it's kind of just changed over the years. Mm. Um, I started off just shooting clients who were attending the awards. And then it turned into working for some brands that were dressing the people for the awards. Mm. And that took me from the person's room doing getting ready and doing Vogue diaries traditionally, like as they're getting ready, photographing the whole process, like the jewelry brands, the clothing brand, whatever is being kind of highlighted during getting ready. And then, um, yeah. And then I've had the opportunity also to be on carpet and I don't, I'm not amongst that like group of photographers. Mm. It's just like at the wall, like shooting everyone that's walking down. So I'll traditionally be like actually on the carpet after that scene and get a few people that I'm hired for just roaming those like spaces. Um, That's so fun. And you get to be in these rooms. But I want to go inside. Oh. And you know what I want? This is like we're manifesting. Okay, here we go. It. Yeah, we yeah. everyone. Like, yeah. well, it was at moon last night, so this is like prime time. This is prime, this is prime time. time. This is yep. ideal. Um, no, but for example, like Billboard had their awards last night, and I got in it a little bit too late, so they had another photographer working um, the portrait studio. But that's essentially what I want. I just want to start mm. racking up like my placement as a portrait studio photographer during the awards. So a quick booth and like a tether and just live photos. Like that's awesome. That'd be sweet. And that's you so and you get to be in these rooms. I, I feel like at very intimate moments with these celebrities because like yeah. these are big moments yeah. for some of these celebrities. Some are. Yeah. You know, some are just attending, but some are probably like up for awards and stuff. So like, what is that energy like in these rooms when you're with these celebrities who are like about to attend this insane event? It's, well, there's so many tears like on the client side. It's usually super silent also. So it's interesting because like usually on set when you're getting ready and this and that, it's like a vibe and mm. people are like playing their music and it's a whole thing. And this is the opposite. Like... I show up before just to hang out if I'm friends with the clients, like just to be there, be in the space. And like, it's classical music or Mm. it's silence and the whole team is respecting it. So everyone is just in there, like decompress, like calm, like keep your head in your space, in your own like self type of moment. Interesting. And I think, you know, traditionally the way I work is very intimate period. So to have, it's really like a moment I feel I'm sharing with like said Mm, client that's awesome um or said brand 
So yeah, this last award season, which was a quick one um, in New York for the Met, I was working with Mimu. And they had a couple people from their team come into the room and like, it's just all whispers. Um. And it's like, <laughs> you can really hear it in the yeah, headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's great. It's intimate, and I'm. I think what I take away most from it is honestly being trusted to capture like the feelings of this intimate and exciting. And for some, like first time at the Met, it's like the biggest deal for them, right? Like, what other moment is there in like the history of fashion that you want to be a totally. part of when you're? you know, someone walking down the carpet. So yeah, I, I respect it. And then I keep it intimate. I don't bring a team with me. For the Met, I did. I did bring an assistant because mm. I needed to manage six clients like mid like Central Park to down and like no one shared a hotel and I was like shooting back oh, and no. forth and I had like five minute windows between like my call times for each client. But no, it's it's special. That is insane. Yeah, that would be the so most cool. watched vlog in the world if you filmed that. <laughs> like you <laughs> Do you guys want to do that with me? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That sounds like so interesting. That is insane. So I have a question about the setup that you bring. What does that look like? Because these are obviously you're, not, you're probably not bringing like the biggest situation. This, yeah. this huge camera. What do you shoot on? Yeah. And what is like your lens? You know, what lenses are you bringing? Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, get, okay. let's get, get into the nitty gritty of like what you're bringing. Because that is such an interesting moment that you're a part of that no one like ever will hear about or see, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy. Cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, normally I just, I always just have my, um, socket flash. So like I just have mm. it on my camera and that's like easy a way to, and then we were talking about this, but the Gary long, like globe. Yeah. That mm. we did you end up on. getting it? Yeah, I did. What and do you think of it? I, I love it. It's great. I don't use it when I need to shoot super quick when I'm on like high continuous, I don't use it because yeah. the power I want to light up the room will just blow out like real quick but i also just like take like a battery like pro photo and i just like hold a reflect have an assistant just like hold the reflector just below to like bounce under mm. the chin whatever mm. like blow up the scene so it's just me and like one light and one reflector and i just love to retouch so at this point i'm quick right because for these situations i need to turn around within their drive from getting ready to walking carpet, which is wow. like a 15 to 20 minute window wow. with photos approved by client and changes needed, right? So it's like within five minutes, it's already on my, now it's on my phone. Like I have this whole system on my phone, five minutes on my phone, like shoot it out to client approval. This is this, change this, is this, delete this, is this, send me final photo, done. Mm. That's so intense. <laughs> this is awesome. I, love, I love it. it. No, so lenses. Depends per client, right? So I'll basically get like a shot list per client that shows me like how they want the images curated because this is for their socials or their website or like their internal and it needs to align. Um, so a 24-105 is always like super safe. But, and I keep that with me, but then I'll switch between literally just like my 35 millimeter Sigma. Mm -hmm. Or um, if the client's down for like, like playing with angles then i'm just like at 16 so 16 to 35 i love 12 millimeter i tried once 
and it's just like not a little too wide. It's a little too much. For portraits, it's crazy. It's for portraits, it's sick. If like, but that's a whole. No, that's it's like too much almost. It it could be sick if it's like that's like the actual direction. It's like I want you like bubble at my face. Mm -hmm. So yeah, lenses. I love sixteen to thirty-five, and I love a thirty-five, eighty-five. I used to shoot with, but I need to. There's like so much. There's little space to work with, yeah. so like I can't be doing that. Can't be like shooting from no. like twenty feet away. You're like, no, stay like, right can there. you hold the hotel door open and <laughs> yes. like walk into the hallway? Exactly. Right. <laughs> that's funny. Um, oh, that's so interesting. We love it. We love a good wide angle. We've been wide angle. So you're a Canon gal. Oh, I'm Sony. Oh, oh, with sig- you on like the R. I just, I just Sigma. I was like, you on like the R A seven R three. R three. That's what I'm rocking. Fun. Yeah, I have a twelve to twenty four. But it's because I shoot concert stuff. Yeah. So it's like, it's great for shooting the wide concert stuff. But like, I find that sometimes I'll have, so I have like a 16 to 35 and a 12 to 24. And sometimes when I'm taking like a portrait of, not a portrait, but a photo that's not of the DJ. If it's like of people like, hey, can you get a photo of me? And I'll shoot it at 12 just like not thinking. And I'll look back. I'm like, this is way too wide. Like it's so distorting of the face. Yeah. But it's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly. it's crazy also that your turnaround time is like so fast. Like I was, I mean, so Braden shoots for the Lakers and he has to like. Sick. It's, like, it's, it's just like that. Yeah. It's like two minutes. Like we get the shot on the court and I'm editing it on my phone, the video and sending it off to social and it's already ready What to is go. this like a quick gift type video? No, it's like a legit action play. Like, Lebr- like a slow-mo action play. LeBron dunks and I like plug it into the camera, put it on my phone, put it into Adobe Rush speed ramp it to slow it down but so how does it even load up on your how yeah i've, I've had this question before because the load up takes longer than the delivery dude, it's actually so this is why they only shoot in 1080 mm. because oh. you're so, shooting raw. Yeah. It, yeah so like we can't shoot in 4k because it would take like nine years to like get onto our phones yeah. but it's like literally instantaneous and then i'm sending out for the social person and she he or she's posting it and we're done in like under five minutes wow which is nuts so i respect the turnaround that's, yeah. that's, that's crazy. So crazy have you ever thought about having like someone edit or you enjoy that process no i i enjoy that process and also like i i've just encountered this too often where like anyone i've had like help me can't read my client's face the way i i'm mm. so connected to my client so like i f- i feel like how they are feeling in their skin and that's what i'm giving you like enhanced contouring or no touching it at all or like knowing that like you know i know the client well so i know that they love like their history of like aging right so Mm. like i because i know that i'm going to be sensitive to like the crowns like wrinkles and things like that so i have like assistants who are amazing at retouching amazing love them but it's like they don't know the person like mm-hmm. I do. Right. So they'll do their like standard way. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back and need to ask for things to be changed. So it just saves time if I'm just doing it myself. That's with clients like this when I'm doing like brush stuff. But if I'm doing like big projects, I always have someone like. Helping you. Out. Yeah. How do you go about building like that connection with the client where you know them so well that you know like how they would feel about a photo of them? I think because I don't. I obviously like I handle everything so professionally it's super business for me but in like the space of time it's not so like call time let's say is three Mm. I'll show up at two so I can hang hang out while they're like glamming get Mm. to know them talk to them smart yeah so I was listening to the podcast you do this Maxine MG Method if if you guys uh you should go check it out because it's an amazing episode and Maxine's also just like an amazing, amazing amazing person you were talking on that podcast about how 
oftentimes your process of shooting is like you're talking to a person for three, four hours and then only shooting for 15 minutes. <laughs> that's so interesting, yeah, that's dude. So can you talk a little bit? I mean, I guess you have, but like, that's so interesting. I don't know if people would necessarily expect that. Like I was pretty taken aback that like maybe you only shoot for 15 minutes with somebody, but mm-hmm. you're talking to them for hours. Is that yeah. your, is that's your process of like building the connection with the client? Yeah, that's my process of like, getting away from working with the client through their PR or through their manager mm. and then them being like, hey, before you leave, get my number. Mm. That It's that. Because mm. I never ask for my client's phone number. It's like the intimacy that I'm giving them and like the home I'm giving them and like them feeling that they're just respected by me because you have to remember I'm working with clients who like, They've had their fair share of shit that they needed to deal with as far as like f- images being like leaked when they don't want to. And it, this it's for them, like at this scale of like A-listers, it's a whole trust with imagery. So they need to trust you, the person behind the lens, especially when I'm new, especially when it's the first time they're working with me. So I'll give that time extra. And then as far as like being behind the lens for just 15 minutes, I'm just, when you end up knowing someone, you just it ends up just being quick anyways. You don't need to figure them out. Like you don't need to test Mm. like a five minute tester of like vibe, energy, synergy. You have that already pre camera up in my hand. So it just makes that. So you're like kind of figuring out like their like essence, like people say like portraits are like, like capture like the essence of the person. Right. And I guess you don't really get that if you're just for an hour, but if you're like, Oh, that's so cool. That makes so much sense. And I'll work with their mood that day. So like, I'll talk to them and like something will come up like by me that happened that week or that morning or like mm. one of the makeup artists or whatever. And like then the said client will like tell a story or comment on it a certain way. And like, you know where they're at that day. So that's what you're working with. Mm. So I'm always working with like you. And you're per- there are and these different personalities. Yeah, exactly. This is just the craziest thing. Because I feel like most of the people that probably listen to this, they just show up, they don't catch a vibe from their person, and they just shoot stuff. And They I, shoot that what they know is like it, to be good. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we or like I think, traditional. Yeah, we like, talked yeah. about this like on an old pod about how important it is just to be like a nice person. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you can relate to this too, being without luxury, how you're like, dude, we just like to hang out together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that like those people that you shoot that are super comfortable with you, like I'm not going up in LeBron's face with yep. a camera in his face. He'd be yeah. like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm yeah. like, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry yeah, for LeBron. Like literally yeah. off the yeah, court. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Minute, They'd be yeah. like, dude, what's going on? You know? So I think that it's very important for people to just understand how you need to just be a nice person and like listen to the people that you're shooting and like feel out their energy. And you sound like you do like, like fully. That. That's mm-hmm, what it right. is. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And it makes them just so much more comfortable. And I think, right, yeah. would you say you get 10 times better stuff than someone that's just like, all right, fucking get up there. Yeah, right. that's great. Yeah. Yep, we're good. Thank you. I'm going to go yeah, now. Do the you know? look, look down, look, look up. That yeah. always works. That always. I get my <laughs> client's favorite images of their career. Hell like, yeah. What I'll a, work that's with a, that's someone that's like job. been in it for 30 years and worked with all the photographers I'm inspired by, but I still deliver some of their favorite mm. images they've ever taken. That for me is crazy. And like, I can't, there's not like a guidebook to that, but I, it's that, mm-hmm. like, I think it's just 
connecting with them and they almost like get to see like themselves then Mm because you like figured who they are out yeah actually i was just working with kate bosworth she's so sweet she sent me flowers and that's what her little letter said like thank you for seeing me and it's just like it's like that's what i do it for that's what i do it for that's amazing and staying on this Another thing you talked about with Maxine is that you don't show your clients the images. I know they hate it. <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome, they hate dude. it. They get like it gets actually I've had a couple like managers need to get pulled in by a client to be like, can you she's uncomfortable or he's uncomfortable with this? Can you please? Unless I'm hired and I know I'm tethering. Right. That's one mm-hmm. thing. But if I'm not, if can we please tether like tether is not part of like the EQ. And I don't have a digi like, mm-hmm. and it's just me and you. Then for me, like that's my process. And then so I'll make it clear, like, uh, it's been six and a half years. I'm not gonna just show my images today. Right. <laughs> Today's uh, not the day that shit's yeah, going down. It's not gonna happen right now. Do you feel like when you do tether that like it feels like almost like someone's like reading your diary a little yeah, bit? Yeah, and then yeah. they'll be like, then they're so critical. And then I have to be like, no, but like, can you not mind that raw space? Because this is the lens I'm shooting on. And like, this is the megapixels of the image. So right. to get the shot that I want without the bouquet on the eye to get the lip in focus, I'm going to crop into this. It's like, I know how right. I'm producing this thing. Like, like, you haven't shot photos for six years. <laughs> like, I shot photos, dude. So... Then, yeah, then I think everyone gets in their head and it just makes things complicated. So I tether with people that just trust my work and they're like, at this point, it's just like, no, you're good. Like, I know. We just want to see the vibe, the light. Yeah. I I also feel like it's kind of ironic. Like the people that trust you the most, like probably don't even care to like look at the images. Yeah, they're fine. I'm like, even like the clients I love the most that I work with so frequently, I'm like, do you want to see? No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Let's just change. Um, take it back though, like six and a half years when you started shooting, what made you like pick up a camera and like what sparked that curiosity at first? Were you always creative and like just photography ended up being like the outlet that you chose? I wanted to, I said this since I was so young that whatever I do for work, I want to travel while I do it. Mm. And it's just ironic that it formed into photography because i went to boston university and i studied business and like i did finance and entrepreneurship and then like an extension in like marketing and branding and that's not photography Mm. (laughs) did you finish it i did wow yeah i did and then um this was in 2014 and then i moved back to la that summer and was applying for like marketing analytics like ad agencies and things like that and I was getting yeses but I was like is this what I want to say for myself like for my life Mm. knowing that I do want to actually have a career I could you know say that I created for myself and I always appreciated photography and I had a digital I had a Nikon D610 like at the time my dad had gifted it to Veronica so I always appreciated it and I mainly just liked like clicking cooking like (laughs) capturing those moments and i would never do anything with the images but i liked the idea of like holding on to a piece of time so i was like damn like i i appreciate this this is cool let me give it a try so i gave myself a nine month test run of like let's teach myself let's like go all in like tap people on the shoulder at coffee shops like introduce myself like fully fully Mm -hmm. go all in and then it was well received like even like the first few photos i took 
there was I again it was just like this connection it was mm-hmm. like thank you for giving me this experience it's like whoa I gave you an experience in 20 minutes and I was like okay there's something here that's so interesting I think that's such a good way to just for like other people like if you're thinking about taking the leap to like try to make a career in photo or video just like say like i'm gonna go all in for mm-hmm. six i kind of i mean i kind of that when i moved to la i was like i didn't know what the fuck i was gonna do but i just like really knew i wanted to do it and so for like it's like a year i was like okay, if i don't have any money by the end of this year like i'll get a marketing job i also got a business degree okay but then it worked out and i actually remember <laughs> i thought about quitting a few times because i had no money but there's this song by like nathaniel Rayliff who i love and then the bridge he says you haven't worked hard enough to say you've tried and i remember that hit me oh, so hard and That's I was beautiful. just like, I know. And I was like, okay, I got to like, I wasn't like tapping people on the shoulder. I was just like, I'm picking up the camera, but yeah. I wasn't, you know what I mean? I was like, there's more I could do to this. And then, yeah. So I think that's such a good like point and like reassuring to hear for other people. So wait, you're tapping people on the shoulders in coffee shops in LA. Yeah. Okay. This was when like coffee shops were not as stimulating and people actually sat on their laptops and worked. So you knew you were sitting next to someone that was like, just mm. Just chilling. Working, yeah. but like just not in office. Mm-hmm. My social Now it's like a lot never. of people that just don't <laughs> right. work. So you don't know, right, who you're talking to. But I mean, six years ago at like Alfred's Coffee before oh it became gosh. like a thing and it was yeah. still the mustache, mustache sleeve. Hey, Josh. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're tapping people on the shoulder, right? Were you always that kind of girl to where you're like, yeah, I'm t- I can go up to anybody? No. I'm, no. I'm so naturally introverted. Really? After this, I'm going to go home and be like, wow, good job, Savelle. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. <gasps> you smiled just enough. <laughs> no, that's so, I mean, I, do you think that helps you connect with like the clients or the celebrities being like an introvert and just yeah, being able to mm-hmm. like. Because I get them because right. they are. Right. Like I haven't met, I, you guys, I have not met one and I ask this all the time. Like what is your natural state of being? Everyone's an introvert. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so curious. Even the ones that you have, like, or even the ones that have a bigger personality that you would assume? Mm-hmm. Even wow. more so. No way. Yeah. So so they go out and they do this crazy performance. Fewer like, friends, like fewer true oh friends, you know. I get that. Yeah. Because I feel like when you get to a certain level of success, you want to keep the circle small because you just don't know what people are like in it for. Yeah. Oh, man. So like when you're first starting out, obviously not shooting like A-listers. Mm-hmm. So w- were you always in that portrait photography niche? Yeah, it's kind of the first like few images I was taking. Yeah. Did you dabble with other kinds of stuff? I did. And I still do. So yeah. I like updated my site a few weeks ago and now it's like my interior work, my like product work, fitness, this, that, that. But I think I'm just like a, such a deep person that like portraits is like the thing you actually connect to when you're so close to someone's eyes that you traditionally wouldn't have the opportunity of being if you didn't know that person. Right. Oh. So it's also giving like an audience a cool angle, mm. um, which I actually never thought of it that way until I said it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I did, I did do portraiture. That was like the most received and I was doing, um street style and runway and beauty backstage during fashion week for a few years and that's where I started how I started traveling a lot so that's actually my background that's like my home of photography is just street style with like <laughs> 85 millimeter lens and that's fire and then it's cool because you get movement and stuff but then you're not connected to the image 
So I was yeah. like, okay, this is not my favorite type of work. <laughs> right. Did you ever think that it could lead to this? Were you manifesting six years ago where you're like, I'm going to shoot the Met or I'm going to shoot this? Or was it like, what What did that look like for you? You know, did you want to do, did you, once you got into portraits, you're like, okay, I'm good at portraits. I like portraits. Mm-hmm. This is my lane. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to stick with right now. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Or yeah. were you just taking it literally one step at a time? I definitely like was good at forecasting and like experiencing the feeling of like implanting in a moment like I really am good at creating that in my head so but beyond that like and doing that a few times I had a general sense of what I wanted and it wasn't until like I started just writing down very specific goals or like texting them to my mom (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. that it actually started happening now it just is this game of like fill up your schedule Sabelle and anyone that like cancels or doesn't pull through like trust that that's going to be filled by the next thing that's right which that's what happened with Met like I wasn't supposed to be there and I booked my flight the day before and like Miu Miu has been one of my like goal brands to work with and the time block that I was hired for them I had another job and that job last minute pulled out And then I got the email. So that's now my like, that's that space now. And it's like fucking wild. I would say rejection is redirection. Like that's not really a rejection, but like, you know what I mean? It's just like, if that opportunity doesn't work, it's like something bigger is I I lost a huge client like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I was like, oh my God, guys, like, what the fuck? What am I going to do? I need that. And then the next day something mm-hmm. comes and you get an email and it's yeah. like, that's better. Wh- you know, yeah, that's way, that's it's way 10 better. times better. Yeah. Why am I, why am I tripping about that? Yeah. You know? So it's crazy. Yeah. It's that's insane. beautiful though. I don't think a lot of people have that mindset. Like mm-hmm. a spiritual one towards yeah. their. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you hold, you hold on to that. You're like, Oh my God, I, I'm, I'm done for or whatever, right. you know? Yeah. I like fully, I think that's, this is why like I, I'm just so nonchalant now. He's like, I just have such a high detachment. Like, mm. I have no resistance even to life, like, none at all. So when people f- feel the resistance or they get mad, I just, like, I'm like, oh, I wish you well. Like, mm. I'm just in a different place now. Like, nothing is worth my anger. Nothing is worth, like, my tears. Like, unless I'm, like, emotionally hurt by someone or something, like, I will still, like, not even give that so much, like, to a degree. It's I like mean, neutrality in a way. Yeah, just like, I think that's like a good word. Yeah, yeah. like not having like an attachment to like the yeah. outcome or whatever. Yeah, just kind especially of now because, I mean, you don't even know, like, there's just so, the world is just crazy. <laughs> right. Were you, yeah. Were you always like that or do you feel like that came with maturity as you got older? It came with no longer wanting to be hurt by others and like, feel like everyone always stepping all over me Mm. so it came with like I actually have control of it's not about these people that have bullied me or like it's not about these people that constantly waste my time or it's not about these people that disrespect me it's like why am I taking all this so much to heart just like disconnect so that was my journey of like finding self-worth I'm still in that but that started a like three years ago. Was yeah. that around the same time you took a break from photography? Can you talk a little bit about what like led you up to that point? Yeah. Um, I just got physically sick. Oh. Like I was just sick and I was like always tired. My insomnia was 
insane like the way I was eating or working out wasn't being read by my body so like my body was just counter reacting and I was like all this just nothing here makes sense like Mm -hmm. there is no solid one plus one equals two in my life right now like what's happening so I was like there's nothing more important than like my mental health and my physical health so just goodbye do you feel like were you working just like so hard like were you just grinding it's because you were like kind of on the come up like you maybe like yeah and I just didn't want to stop and I was scared I was like Mm. scared if I don't keep going like I'm gonna lose it all Mm -hmm. so so you take the you're obviously getting crazy emails I can imagine during right leading up to you taking the break yeah okay you get these emails what's going through your mind of like okay I just got to work with like my dream person Mm -hmm. and I have to tell him or her no you know, how, how is that decision? Like, how did you, how did you come up with that? And then ultimately you made a great decision. It sounds like to take the break. So just talk to me a little bit about that. First, I was so guilty for feeling that I needed to give myself priority. So like my answers to the emails was telling others that I was just so busy and I'm sorry, I can't commit to you because I still wanted to look like adequate in their eyes. And I'm sorry, you just can't fit in my schedule, but that wasn't necessarily the case until I like forgave myself for needing to actually take this time for myself. And then I was so honest in the emails. I was like, this is like, thank you so much for, I'm so glad to hear from you. Like, this has been a dream. Like at this moment, like I'm taking a pause from this and this, I look forward to like working with you in the future if the time like aligns. That's so powerful, man. How, what is, what does the healing look like? Like, how do you come back into it? How do I come back? into Like, like shooting it, like, like, getting out of like uh like the physical illness or like the the mental pressure that you had that made you want to stop like how did you get back into shooting again then um just viewing everything from like a de-stressed place so mm-hmm. like very positive like positive staying positive towards like my relationship with photography versus that I'm in service to the industry so like I switched back to like the love mode and away from business. So when I was grinding like crazy, I was like, I, I want everything. Like I want all the money. Like I want all the shoots. I want mm. everything. And I want everyone to like know my name. Mm-hmm. I was there. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. So just like de-stress, just like that's when I started getting into meditating. That's when I switched from like weight, like weightlifting and stuff to like yoga and Pilates. I switched from like, certain foods that like are heavy on the digestive system to lighter foods i just went light mm-hmm. with everything and your body received it just really well yeah and then i just like healed all all what i was going through also healed like doctors like what have you been taking i'm like nothing just, just, <laughs> eating, just eating right what yeah. you guys yeah. yeah oh my god mm-hmm. you stopped eating gluten um, She's like, no, I love gluten. I, can't, I actually I can't love gluten. gluten. I can't eat gluten. I wish you I could. No. <laughs> I do. I wish so bad. I mean, I think I probably love it. My body does not do it. Oh, it's terrible. That's so cool, though. Yeah. What was it like? Like, how did you start getting work again? Then did you start emailing and be like, I'm Yeah, back. I just, I just, I did, <laughs> yeah. I did. I was like, Hey, Caroline, it's been so long. Like, I hope you're well. I don't know if you're still with said company Mm. or if you've transitioned in any case i'd love to reconnect it's been a while like we had a great run when we were going at it a few years ago like and i was just doing that with like every single Mm -hmm. person (laughs) how's it going where are you at (laughs) that's awesome though and it started to just yeah it's about and he was like wow 
like I'm so happy like I figured that there was something and I hope you're well like it was just so well received because I was also so honest about mm-hmm. my approach to it totally how long was the break <sighs> okay it was like seven months like maybe one or two shoots for seven months and then it was an additional like year and a half one shoot a week max so like two years was like snail how are you making money so like my hustle years were so crazy that i was like financially this does warrant taking a break i'm good Mm. comfortable but then i was like that's so imbalanced like i'm gonna go like run 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 like do amazing and then need to decompress and i learned so much about myself that like i do have this roller coaster of tank full tank empty and i need to find my like neutrality Mm. and need to just float in like even waters and i would rather it be maximum like a week being up here and like a few days needing me down here than like years being up here and another like six months being down here so i now like just block like i have like time blocks like free in my calendar like someone if even if i'm free like in two weeks i'll be like can you do three weeks yeah so um i guess what are like the details on that do you have like a specific amount of days a week you allow yourself to shoot like specific amount of hours or Um, Does it kind of vary week to week depending on how you're feeling? Yeah, it varies week to week depending on how I'm feeling. But I'm just like mindful. Like I'll look at the calendar and be like, okay, this will require this much time in post-production. And that set is like 16 hours. It's a full day. So I'm going to want like the whole next day to not edit or do anything, which means that I'm going to edit the next day, which means the next two days don't. So I just like. Mm -hmm. Saying no, you know. Yeah. But giving yourself permission to say no, mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of people can come at it with the mindset that you were in before you took the break of like, yeah. like, why would I say no if this amazing opportunity is presented in front of me? Like, I worked so hard to get to this place. I'd mm-hmm. be stupid to turn it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's beautiful that you're in that headspace yeah. now. Right now, what are you thinking going forward? So you've just shot like the some of the biggest events of our generation right like literally so what what is now next for Sibel what are you thinking going forward because you've and and you've worked with so many amazing people is there like someone that you're like I really want to work with this person I want to continue my A-list work but through the brand side more so I want the me hired from the brand like Mm. to just take a higher place like percentage wise in my like album of work but I think specifically it'd be super cool to just shoot like the stills for certain shows or like episodes that are releasing or like photo assets that support like leads in these said tv shows so like an hbo and a lifetime type of thing um docus that are coming out like photo stills for that just for my imagery to support like a bigger effort. So meaning like posters or like billboard type of stuff? Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's badass. Yeah. With stuff like the Met, are you interested in like the fashion or is it just solely like the people? It depends. Like I'm finding myself less interested in the fashion, Mm -hmm. right? So like six years ago, it was all about the fashion. I was doing like all the fashion weeks and doing the runway and the street style and I loved it. Like the landscape of fashion has just changed so dramatically. I fell in love with it for the artistry and I feel that there is artistry now and 
other avenues of making a successful fashion brand. So I just feel less connected to it and more to the person or now more to a story. So I think that's why like the movie or film space or docu space is just resonating with me more. Did you ever deal with imposter syndrome when you were getting these big time gigs of being like, I don't know if I'm worthy to shoot this like level of clientele? I never felt that as much as I felt scared that the execution won't meet their how they view me, right? So I was hired or like in, like people inquired for a reason. So I knew that I was worthy because I was like, they wouldn't be in my inbox if they didn't feel that. So that's why I wasn't, didn't go there. But then the scale made me nervous. So I would like question if the execution would meet there standards or I would like be concerned that like we're bound to make mistakes we all do I have many times and I was like I don't want this one to be the Mm. one where I make mistake (laughs) so like I would just get in my head about that do you have any horror stories we talk about like showing up to shoot like forgetting a light or a memory card or like yeah so like a memory card happened a few weeks ago and like (laughs) literally we did all the time don't worry about it (laughs) I was like this is the issue like this is the other thing which is being so booked up it's not the best because I had like, what was it? It was like my 128 like card and it was full and I had yet to trans, I had yet to transfer it. But that was like the one that I had with me. Mm. I put it into camera and like look at the images and I was like, oh my God, I can't format this. Oh my God, where is my SD card pouch? Like where, Mm. what the fuck? And I was just like, hey guys, like, are we still going to be in glam for the next like 20 minutes? Like, I'm going to go outside and take a call if so. Fucking book it down to like CVS. Like, there was a huge line. I'm like, I need assistance. It's like, unlock this shit right now. (laughs) Like, pull up. And then some of the SD cards are, I don't know if you experienced this, but some SD cards don't get read. Like, some speeds per, some speeds literally can't get read in the camera. So I just bought like so many. I'm like, I can't fuck. Like, mm-hmm. so that was like a few weeks ago. Yeah. That so we talk about too, like whenever something's going wrong, you yeah. can't let the client know. No, exactly. You gotta Never. keep the poker face. Like, nah, I gotta just like, right. call, I'm gonna go call my mom. <laughs> yeah. to check up like, on her. Yeah, yeah. We haven't we talked in a week. Like, we'll like, we'll say like, we like forget to like, or like miss like the focus on like a take or like forget to record and be like, you know what? Your energy in that one. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, let's try another the, one. The audio pops. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah, 100%. The way we met was because you wanted to buy a Ronin off of me. My old Ronin. That's how you met? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, are you still doing any video stuff? Or, like, how's that going? Um, I like to direct more than I do physically shoot. Gotcha. Mm. So the Ronin's just sitting as an art piece. Nice. It's a good art piece. Yeah. It's a good coffee weight. I've, I've seen people use Ronins for photography. What? On uh, for like car to car stuff because you can do like a really <laughs> slow like, shutter speed. I saw myself do that on my last shoot. <laughs> no, because you can do like a really slow shutter speed, and then so it's like a little more still, so you don't get. Like, oh, a that makes bit sense. Of that. Okay. Yeah. okay. So okay. if you're, like, you're a in tripod, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's like yeah, a that makes sense Ronin actually. Tripod thing. I get that. Um, do Just you s- a chair. Yeah. <laughs> do you see yourself stepping more into a director role? I would love to. Mm. Mm-hmm. because i like critic like i'm a critic like when i'm watching video i'm like oh man i get what they're trying to do it's not 
it's 90%. Like, this is the 10%. And then I'll speak it. Like, I'll speak mm. it out loud. I mean, and everyone will be job. like, oh, you're fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> you're like script doctoring as you're like leaving the movie kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. literally. No, I, I do. I will love it. And I love to like communicate the story and the feelings to people. And I, I'm good at that. And I know because um, in 2020, I was actually supposed to direct a short film that like I helped the writer build from its skeleton. Mm. So not only did I build like the film up from its skeleton to like a full like specific script, but beyond that, I, I mean like my treatment was so in depth and it was my first time ever doing that. So I didn't, I only know what I was told. And I had like a couple of directors that I got on calls with to like, be guided and stuff Mm. but beyond what they told me they said like trust yourself like I was like okay so so, like as I was building out a treatment and like going through the script and like creating a specific shot list for like every single line I was like seeing the colors I was like I was really like feeling the moments and my my descriptions were like so 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 like in detail that the whole team like when they flew out for like us to discuss it was like, wow, we have no no work. We have no questions. We have no work to do. And like, they've been doing this forever. And it was mm. one of the few times they've experienced not having to need to clarify like so many things because it was just right there and it made sense. And I was like, wow, this is, that's the first time actually I felt like I had another thing since realizing maybe photography is actually something I'm natural at. That's the first time I felt again that, I might have like this other thing and I read, I like really want to explore that. And then we didn't do it because it just like the budget and then like the ranch closed down and all Mm. this sort of thing. But it seems like a very, just speaking with you, it seems like a very natural progression in the direction. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you crush it. I might hold on to that. No, I, yeah. (laughs) No, seriously. Are you, uh, I don't know if this is right. Are you synesthetic? Is that where you see colors when you like listen to stuff or whatever? I don't know. Um, have you heard of that before i have heard of it i don't and i don't know exactly like what degree that holds but i feel like yes it's not like where i actually see physically the colors i think i'm just like ultra and and i allow myself to be ultra like connected so i i hear it like i hear that's why i'm so good at like implanting and it's why i can like with friendships or relationships or like with my family i'm good at just separating or like speaking to how they want to receive like those words like i could just put myself there do you feel like you had to like deal with any bullshit like being a female and kind of like a male dominated mm-hmm. type industry yeah yeah i bet yeah talk to you us talk about, about that because we have so many girls that listen to this pod and right. they were like we need a badass female creative <laughs> and we brought you on so right. i'm really happy that we brought you on because we found we, the best one yeah seriously <laughs> you guys are the best um no, there was a lot of that. There was, um, at the beginning, it was just a vicious, vicious cycle of like, you know, when you're trying to get your first job and then you don't have jobs on your mm-hmm. belt, so they're not going to give you the job, but it's like, but I need the job to get right. the other jobs. Right. Okay. So like, that's where I was at with like me being a female and like building an album of work that actually was something I would be proud of and actually would take me to the next step and then the next step and the next step. I think it was just this like conditioning of my client, my potential clients, like 
not feeling like I could actually get the job done because a female's emotions would get the best or maybe would complicate the situation or like take it like I would take things away from like the stems that need to be actually fulfilled right so I think it was just this conditioning of women aren't like meticulous or women aren't like really like on time or like women aren't able to like just speak up for what they want it was this whole thing that I needed to fight and it was ironic because when I actually like took on that role where like you know I'd round up like a team of 20 people before our set started and I would like be like this is the run of show today and I would see like I would see how people would look at each other and I I would either get I mean I would get in my head a lot and like sometimes doubt like is this appropriate? Like, should I be doing this? And then I'd catch myself and be like, of course it is. Like, you're fucking Mm -hmm. directing and, like, assisting in, like, the art direction of the shoot. Like, you're very much a part of, like, delivering all these assets, which means if you're gonna deliver it in, like, such a tight time, like, this roundup is so necessary so people know where they stand, right? Mm -hmm. And I was, like, going... It was just so, like, this relationship of, like, feeling a type of way and then telling myself, like, no, this is where like you should be or like this is how you should speak or like it's okay to tell someone like you feel that you know you're not you know like what you're saying like seems so inappropriate like why are you saying this like I would speak up for myself like all the time do you have advice for maybe girls who don't have the confidence to speak up for themselves or or just getting started like in this industry Mm. yeah I would um, detach yourself from your work and detach yourself from the success of your career. Like you're only going to grow success as successful as you can in your career as you do getting to know yourself and building your own internal confidence. So like career, I think in this space of like creative career paths, your the success of your career will only go as far as you feel like you deserve it Mm. so i would actually remove i would my advice would be just remove yourself from the specific piece of work for a second and like ask yourself why is this making you nervous like why do you feel overwhelmed by this even though it is also so exciting why do you feel that you aren't getting somewhere as quick as you want to be like what are very like specific ways that you could get there quicker and why haven't you done them yet like what is making you pull away from them right so just like keep asking yourself questions the hardest thing is just being honest with yourself once you're once you ask these questions like your answers to yourself are the most scary things Mm -hmm. because you know that you're admitting to yourself what you could work on And you know that working on something takes time. And if working on that thing takes time and your career is at the expense of taking the time you need to get yourself there, it's like then you realize everything takes time and you realize, wow, everything is not just going to be handed to me. And you realize and like you start realizing all this shit and it's hard, like it sucks. Yeah, I feel like often that's when excuses come into play Mm -hmm. when it's like, sometimes the hardest thing to do is be truthful and honest with yourself right yeah totally that's like the whole thing yeah Yeah. what advice would you give to like your 18 year old self who's just getting into this 
who's going to college to be a business major <laughs> and then turns around and then and turns around to be a photographer. <laughs> um, I would say if you don't know what you want or where you're going, then make what you're doing like in the here and now make sense, like make decisions that are aids in your character, make decisions that aid in your self-development, right? So who knows what they're going to do at that age? Like even now, like I just turned 30 and I, I have an idea of how I want the rest of my career to unfold, but that might also completely change. And I go like, might go make a product or something like, I don't, I don't know. I know what I want, but we don't know how much changes around us in environments that will affect that. So my best piece of advice would be choose the best decision in that moment. That is something you can take with you the longest. Like less temporary and more like this decision is better for long term. Granted, like this and this and this and this works out. It's like you want to have that mindset. Absolutely. Because if it if that's the thing you'll take most long term for you and yourself and your life, if things all work out, then that's going to give you that extra strength when things don't. Mm -hmm. It's like. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's that's carrying over because things are going well. Then that's like an ex, an added thing you have under your belt through like struggle or like, you know. Totally. That's beautifully said. Yeah, that is, I love that. Yeah. I think so. That's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Where Where can we find you on social media? Oh, Sabelle Levy. So at Sabelle Levy. Do I spell it? No, we'll, 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 <laughs> link, we'll link, link it. Yeah, we'll link it down below. Um, I'm at Sabelle Levy Amazing. on Instagram. Amazing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode 30 Woo-hoo. of the 505. Wow, well, I just turned 30. Let's go. That's why that we was did. meant it to be. Sense. Yep, there it makes so much sense. There it is. Please lob a screenshot up on your story. Tag the boys. Tag Sabelle Levy, and we'll see you guys all next week. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.